0: You're listening to Robert Kelly's You Know What Dude on the Riot Cast Network. RiotCast.com. Yeah, baby, we're starting the podcast right now. We're back, You Know What Dude, live. Welcome, everybody, to the show. YKWD. Y-K-W-D. I started a social media and podcasting. <laughs> the dude the Y-K-W-D podcast. YKWD's back again. Old school, back in the day, where it all started before them all. Y-K-K-K. This podcast is so fun and crazy It has no rules Shut up, you're no, ruining this it's banana, man. I'm sorry, it's a comedy podcast This isn't NPR That's what this podcast does Is there any better show? This is the original, original. Yeah, We lost Adam I don't know what happened to Adam he,
1: Adam
0: Oh no He's gone. Where are you, Adam? Where are you, Adam? Uh, resend the thing to Adam, would you? Adam! Adam! Um, he's back. YKWD Live. You know what, dude? Mike Calta here. We got Gabby, who's starting to look prettier and prettier every week. She's, oh, easy. She was a jersey six. Now she's like a seven. Jersey seven, seven We're and a, a
1: half. right now? I've always
0: been a Jersey ten and a New York eleven. Okay, oh, boy, uh, you're a fucking Oklahoma ten. Uh, <laughs> uh, we and we got Mushy Mike and we get special guest tonight. Alex Skolnick from Testament, the guitar god, uh, is here. New movie out. We had um, Adam Dubin is somewhere. Uh, Mike's gonna get a oh, Gabby. Someone's oh, gonna get in it. touch with him. He was he. There he is. Oh, what happened, Adam? Are you there? Turn oh, your new voice. Turn your voice on, baby. He zoomed out. Uh-uh. He zoomed out. You zoomed out, baby. Uh, there he this, is. This is crazy technology. Look at he's in the background. Look at he, he's got trees and a pool. You have a pool, Adam?
2: Oh, what else? Of course. Oh, look, the look at the. <laughs> it's not You're, open. Really. Now we're talking. Those documentaries
0: yeah. are paying a lot of money, huh? <laughs> oh, if only. Is it a built-in or a, above ground?
2: Uh, yeah, above No, No, the, um, it's, it's a built-in, yeah.
3: It's, it's documentary money.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's a feature film uh, uh, pool on, on a documentary budget. That's basically exactly it, yeah. Well,
0: I'm a, I'm a headlining comedian. I have a sprinkler I throw on in the summertime. Mm-hmm. My kid jumps to it. Right, awesome. <laughs> And my wife just yeah, stands talk, over it yes. and rubs her coochie back and forth. <laughs> uh, so, uh, true so anyways, story. true story. Uh, we, I'm excited to have you on the show, man. I saw the movie Murder in the Front Row, and uh, Adam, I've known you for, I mean, years. Yeah, and I know your. I mean, I know your wife, Rocky, who is deep in the comedy community. Uh, oh. Always involved in some aspect and i love her because she always includes me in shit which i always love Uh, i'm a big fan of both of you and i find out through this you always wind up being where i don't expect you to fucking be dude right like i get a call Adams and murder in the front row. And I'm like, I don't know. Did somebody get murdered did did some, is this a, is this a, the the old lady McDonald's fucking burnt her vagina and died. I don't know. Uh, Somebody was at a movie and fucking, I don't know. And then I watched this movie and I'm like, what the
2: fuck? Right. How are you?
0: How are you and Alex? How did this happen?
2: Right. Well, and it's funny, Robert, because we know each other because of comedy, you know, and through, you know, my wife books, a lot of comedy and seen you many, perform many, many times, always, always, uh, you know, great and hilarious. And, but you know, before any of that, I mean, I was making films and documentaries and, uh, working for, um, a little old band called Metallica for many, many years. And that kind of brought me in contact with this material which was in the form of a book called Murder in the Front Row. And that brought me into the world of the early thrash metal scene in in the Bay Area and brought me into contact with Mr. Alex Skolnick, who's one of the original members of that community and really was part of the rise and and continuation of it. And so it's, it's sort of like uh we know each other from a comedy world i mean we, we i know i worked with you on something that jim norton was doing yeah. Bob, and, and we did a bunch of other things you uh, did a
0: david tal uh documentary yeah. with david tal but people also don't know that you directed this is fucking nuts you directed the beastie boys Fight for your right.
2: Yes, yes, I did. That was oh, the very first thing. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. It's what a piece of
3: shit that is. <laughs> <laughs> no,
2: no offense, you know,
3: you, you know what I mean. I bet you look at it now and go, "Holy fuck, what were we?" But it captured it captured everything at the time
2: i 'm actually very forgiving it's, it it, it 's exactly what you say mike it it, it it sort of just captured that moment where, you know and purely everything coming together. It was like we were just trying to make a music video for as little money as we could. We had no money right. and uh, and it just worked of course you know I mean it was kind of you know elevated by a great song and a bunch of guys who were just waiting to explode onto the scene. So right. it really was awesome. So yeah, I, it does go back. I mean, you know, kind of film and music and everything goes back to that, that early moment in 1986.
3: I went to see them in New York when they did that thing in Brooklyn oh. last year or a little bit, you know, a while ago. And uh, they talked about that and how the record company after that video, because it was so huge, they wanted yeah. all their music to be like that. They wanted them to keep making that song. So that video had a huge impact.
2: Yeah, I mean, it definitely showed the world. That video showed the world, like, who these guys were. Like, the song was great, hands down, but it kind of showed everybody, the you know, what they were. But, yeah, you're right. I mean, like like all things, and Alex will probably talk about this, is like, you know, the record company is always like, okay, do that again. Just yeah. that. Don't do anything else, just that. And they, they of course, you know, um, I mean, as is proven by history, their talent is so big that they, they broke out of that. Well, not... And- not a lot of not a
0: lot of people know this that the Beastie Boys were a punk band first. Right, right. So it's so it's not like because it is weird that you're over here with metal, and then they're rappers, but they really weren't. They were punk, and I think punk and metal are very close. The yeah. attitude, yeah. Uh, the the where you guys come from, Alex. Am I am I out of line at saying that? I mean, you guys in the movie too, the places you played the houses you guys fucking lived in and oh
4: yeah i mean at that time for sure yeah there was overlap and then there was a lot of a lot of folks listening to metal uh i was thinking about and punk it didn't seem that i mean i think there yeah, there was a lot of uh cross uh polarization going going on i mean there was there were so many everybody was just checking out every other type of music and
2: mm-hmm.
4: yeah we had Funk shows in the San Francisco Bay Area, and, you, and very, yeah, you know, we had metal punk shows, uh, ska shows. It just, yeah, everybody was very open minded.
3: Were, were your parents supportive of you playing thrash metal? Being both, I mean, your parents were both PhDs, they were both like super intellectuals, and then they have a little thrash metal kid.
4: <laughs> yeah, my, my parents are like extreme academics. Like, there's father's like, you know, just most, mul- <laughs> um, you know, Ivy League professor. He's taught at every Ivy League law school. Um, no, like music period was like, you know, the the worst thing I could do. And then, I go into the, this insane music that just made no sense whatsoever. So, <laughs> and now you're way fucking richer um, than they are. Yeah, that's, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <I> mean, yeah. <laughs> no they they did they did well <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, how
0: happy are you, uh, but, yeah, you it was, happy? Uh,
4: they're, they are proud now though they get it now yeah
0: how happy are you and that also you i play jazz them. now i have a...
4: <laughs> well there's that yeah and they also they you know i do i have a whole career outside of metal playing like jazz guitar and different kinds of, so they they like that so once I proved, once I started playing music that they could listen to. <laughs> are you, are you friends it, with,
0: so. uh, are you friends with Joey De Francesco? Um, I, he's an
4: amazing musician. I've been, I've met him a couple of times. Yeah. And we he's have fr- some people in common. I don't know him well, but he's he, a genius, yeah. genius artist.
0: He's a friend of mine. He's fucking great. Love smoking cigars, oh, down to earth oh, cool. guy. Yeah, sweet guy. Big jazz guy. You know what I mean? Um, that's great. I happen to know uh, yeah. he, he owns uh, an organ owned that was owned by
4: John Lord of Deep Purple, which is a Ooh. very cool jazz, heavy rock connection.
0: Now, here's the thing. Like metal, I'm going to be honest with you, Alex. I was I was I went to a metal show when I was younger, mm-hmm. and uh, and this two things that happened. To me. Uh, I went to Van Halen, Van Hagar, uh, general admission, Rochester, New York, and I got front row, and I almost got crushed. I almost cried in front of uh, a girl and this kid I knew, uh, and I, I got too fucked up, and I went over the bleachers, and I just watched the rest of the show by myself, throwing up. Cause I was scared. And then I went to a metal show in Boston once and the pit fucking scared the shit out of me. Yeah. It's not for everyone. It's, it's well, I love the music. There's nothing. Let me tell you something. I have a six year old and we have drums and there's nothing you put, look, I'll put any song on. I put a metal song on and I'll look in the back and he's like, and he just, it triggers something inside of you. To start fucking getting into that oh, yeah. into that music, so uh, but I was scared shitless of uh, the pit and getting into. You have to be. You guys say this in the movie too. You have to be. Uh, you know, into it. You have to be real. And yeah, that's.
4: I. I wouldn't get into the pit. I think it's scary. I mean, <laughs> I, did, I did it a couple times. Yeah, when I was in high pit school, I'm sure. I might have been drunk with friends and done it like on a dare. But yeah, I'm, I'm a you know up there playing the music and i just yeah you know, we look out there oh holy cow these it's crazy out there <laughs> might be Mike, awake did
0: you did the also,
1: you're a pit guy you have pit guy uh, face yeah.
3: so not all the time but like i grew up in new york so i loved in in like high school i loved bon jovi and that kind of music and then mm-hmm. i uh i in the 90s uh all of a sudden i fucking heard helmet and I was like, let's go see this shit. And I went to go see uh helmet um, at a small club in Tampa. And these guys were just, and I was like, okay, motherfuckers, let's do this. It's not, but the good thing is it's not, those guys aren't there to hurt each other. At the end, you learn what it's all about. It's not about punching each other in the face. It's about picking them up and keeping going. It's a, it's it's oh, a yeah. whole,
2: right.
4: Like, There's a whole know. code of conduct in there.
3: Yeah. And as the <laughs> big guy, I was always the protector and the one to, Lift the guy up first to pass him around and all yeah. that shit. So yeah, I mean, I, mm-hmm. but I, you know, occasionally I'll throw myself in there. Mm-hmm.
0: You yeah. know, a good a good friend of mine is Rob Dukes. He sang. He was oh, the, I know Rob. Yeah, for Great Exodus. Guy, yeah. I love, he's fucking great. I mean, great guy, amazing guy. One Mm. of the most, yeah, he's hilarious. He, he, we showed the video of him where he separated the crowds. Yeah. And Uh, he goes, No, I want you to kill them. uh, You to kill them. Wait, wait, Uh, wait. ah!" And they just went, My heart. That's the
4: wall of death you're talking about. That's what that's called. That's a special thing. Yeah. (laughs) I completely. I when people don't know about it, I talk. I say it's like you know Game of Thrones; those warring <laughs> tribes as they're just running towards each other. Yeah.
0: But there's you're saying there's some type of rules or like there's there's a thing that they know all those people, so people don't get hurt. Yeah, they pick up on it.
4: Yeah, I mean it's not that they're, people don't get hurt sometimes, but generally it would be interesting to study it. Like they should have uh, psychologists <laughs> do some kind of. Study. Academic study on the because the, of human behavior, you know, because you there is there's people protecting each other, but then there's there's the aggressors, and then all these people take on these roles, in the, in yeah, the, and yeah, it's pretty amazing.
3: You identify early on who the aggressors are, and and like there's the assholes out of the good guys. There's a couple of guys that are there just to get they're mad at their parents, and and there's people right. who just want to get the aggression out to the music and not really necessarily hurt the other guy. Because you walk away with battle wounds and you're proud of them after, after a good show. Yeah,
4: that's right. And the, you even see occasional women in there now. <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: Just, yeah.
3: And
4: they, crowd tough.
1: surf all the time.
3: Yeah, you could throw a chick up to crowd surf for sure. But when you get a girl in there who's got gray jeans on, leather wristband, you know she's going to punch you in the face if you ask you. you respect <laughs> oh, <her.
0: yeah. laughs> well, I want to let you guys know, Gabby up there in the corner, uh, her father – you don't mind me saying this, right, Gab? Go for it. Her father He's is the Nelson the- Twins. No. <laughs> yeah, both of them.
2: Can <laughs> <laughs> you believe <know> it? <laughs> no, no, no.
0: Her father is the keyboard player for Bon Jovi. Oh, oh David. Oh, sure. Hey, nice. Yeah, David. You're very cool. Of course. Oh, that's true. Yeah.
3: Always wonder, like? I always wonder how you thrash metal guys. You hear Bon Jovi, you're like fucking pussies, we'll or see. you're like, or you're in alone in the car
4: and you're like,
1: we're, we're halfway there. Hey, Secretly,
4: no, are we. Yeah, that's uh, that's no secret actually. We uh, there's videos of me and guys from the band Shadows Fall and um, a couple others doing that, just like, singing. Yeah, you know, after a show, doing you know, doing like karaoke to to that song. Yeah, so we like we like those songs. We're, none of us owned the records, mm-hmm. but I think I've I've had this. I did an interview for a friend of mine, Brian Reisman. Who wrote a Bon Jovi book that's out? And um, I even t- said, "What? Yeah, we we hated them at first, right. you know." And like r- when like Runaway came out, <laughs> um, and you give love a bad name, we were just but Jesus. then it changed. It changed overnight when the um they came out. They did an unplugged version of uh, Dead or Alive. It was just. Oh. Just the the two of them, and they, they were so good. I mean, that basically launched the whole MTV Unplugged thing, right? And then, but then we got to appreciate the the band more. Like then we were sort of open, okay, then you know what? They, they, these guys are like monsters, and then the band, everybody can play. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we stopped hating. We realized, okay, at least you know they they can play.
3: There's so. a, there's a song Bon Jovi has called Dry County, which most people probably don't know. It's a long ass song about counties that sell no alcohol. And in the middle of it, Richie Sambora has this speed metal solo like nothing Bon Jovi has ever done before. And I thought, there's that in every guitar player. Every guitar player, no matter what genre of music playing, they want to do that at some point.
1: They want to shred it. It's so funny, too, because my mom is such a metalhead and my dad's Mm -hmm. such a, you know, cheese cheese fest Mm -hmm. (laughs) 80s rocker. How dare you? My mom was such, was so like, this is like this music's for pussies you know (laughs) you listen to bon jovi and she's like it's too sweet it's too it's so funny to hear like metal heads talk about bon jovi and how it it progressed you know what i mean Mm
2: -hmm.
3: who who is see my thing i went i grew up in new york so when metallica was first like kind of underground rock music there because at the time like you know dance music was the big thing and Bon Jovi was the big thing but then there were these kids that I worked with that would listen to Metallica but the only radio station was playing it was like WSOU or college radio station oh. or the underground so there was no internet yet so what about in, in San Francisco where there was no airplay right
4: oh yeah I mean it's it's so strange to think now how underground Metallica was yeah mm-hmm. yeah, Beyond, even till, th- through Master of Puppets Mm-hmm. Like, even when Master of Puppets came out, I was in high school. That was my, I was a senior. And the rock stations there were still playing, you know, it was the same thing every day. It was, it was Kansas, it was <laughs> Pat Benatar. Eddie you know, Muddy. Eddie my tons of Eddie Muddy, yeah, because he was from the Bay Area. Mm-hmm. Which is, you know, it's all cool stuff, but it was almost like, the heaviest they got, I guess, was um, Scorpion's. Yeah, you know, uh, they had a couple. Scorpions had a couple hits, and it, when you hear the Scorpions, you go crazy. Oh my God, they're playing a real rock song, but that was uh, extreme for them. And uh, you know, now like Metallica is is radio music, yeah. but no, it was you know unheard of for them to be on the radio probably until like, the early '90s. I once, remember I was, uh, the Black Album came out.
0: I was in rehab in <laughs> Boston uh, at 15. Uh, I, I was in there. I was going to be in there for 12 months. And I remember there was this one fucking kid. He had hair like you, big kid, uh, like just, you know, kind of baby Huey, just a big motherfucker. And we'd all be in the van going to a meeting. And I had my Janet Jackson (laughs) – Uh, you know, Rhythm Nation. What was that first album she came Rhythm out? Rhythm Nation. Rhythm Nation. Before that, oh, it was Control. Control. I had Control. Yes, that's it. Right. And that uh, well, the,
3: the thrash metal guy just had to correct you on Janet Jackson.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I had
4: those records. I love. I love all music.
0: Yeah. But I remember I was sitting there listening to her, mm-hmm. and then he would just be in the back of the van. <clears throat> yeah. I, one day I was like, "What the fuck." I'm from Boston but I mean, what the fuck are you listening to mm-hmm. and he put on Metallica Master of Puppets mm-hmm. I was like what the fuck is this and I loved it from that day on I was like yeah, I was like I, this, this is you were a changed man I, I mean look I still love Janet Jackson and Kelly Clarkson but I love yeah. Kelly I love, Clarkson yes I love fuck you yes I'll defend that <laughs> till I die You and my wife think I'm fucking an asshole because I like Kelly Clark. We
3: all think you're an asshole because you like Kelly Clark.
1: (laughs) We we
0: all don't like it. Everyone's on my side for once. You just
3: like it because she's your size. Mm
0: -hmm. Since You've Been Gone is a fucking inspirational song. Okay. Diane Warren
3: wrote. Dang
0: it. How do you know Diane Warren wrote Since You've Been Gone? Who's, she wrote
3: every who's, who's gayer? Me or you? <laughs> I, I follow the money, buddy. That's where the money goes.
0: <laughs> I, uh, now Adam, yeah. like, uh, how do you how does this come? How do you why do you make this movie?
2: Uh, I mean I, I just was really inspired by it. I mean, as I said, I I sort of had this long running affiliation with Metallica. Um, I came into their world when their world was, they were putting together the Black album. It didn't even have a title yet. It was just, they were, I was filming them in the studio. So it's been like a long run. And I always knew there was this like great kind of backstory that I wasn't a part of. I was in New York City when all of this stuff in murder in the front row was going down. I was so I was with like the rising hip hop scene. So I yeah. sort of got like what a scene was and how insular it was, and, and very much like Alex is saying, it was like very much us versus them. You know, it, that it, when a scene's like breaking out, it's very much it needs somebody to fight. So you're like, oh, these guys suck. You know, they're no good. Um, but in the end run, I I I knew I wanted to make something, and this book showed up. Uh, it was written by. Uh, two guys, Brian Liu and Harold Oyman, who are original, like, you know, scene guys. They're, they're not musicians, but uh, Harold actually is kind of, but they're more, at the time, they were more documentarians. They were taking pictures, writing articles, and they created this book. And I just loved it. And I was like, I knew that there was a great story in there and um, – you know, and it just kind of was one step or the other, you know, one after the other of like each interview I filmed kind of got me more credibility and like we built up and built up. And I think people talked to each other and were like, oh, wow, you know, they're telling the story the right way, which was very important to the people of the Bay Area right. scene. It was, it's a, you know, sort of their cherished childhood. Right. And, um, and as I went forward, I just, you know, number one, I met a whole lot of people that are great people. And I, and I like made friends with them to, to this day. That was a kind of great experience. And then just kind of uncovering this, this world, which, I, you know, everybody kind of knew it existed. I mean, the Bay Area Thrash scene wasn't hidden. But to get the real story out there was like a real um, kind of like a, so, a social archaeological thing you know dig and keep going so it's been it's been an amazing ride and of course to have it so well received that was that was the big trick so it was a lot of fun
3: you uh you say about the hip-hop thing and rivalry when you're in san francisco and you're doing thrash metal for years and you become like kind of like the godfathers of it and you don't even realize it when baby band like anthrax are popping up on the other side of the country or you're like what the fuck are they doing they stole our shit or you're like that's the evolution of what we do
4: well, you know, I, I have no problem with, um, you know, there's this talk about the, the big four of thrash metal, yeah. which is considered Metallica, Anthrax, Slayer, and Megadeth. And um, I joined Testament. Testament was already, they'd been around for a little over a year, maybe two years. And I was in high school, again, when Master mm-hmm. of Puppets came out. Anthrax already had records out. Ah, okay. So, mm-hmm. so it was like Testament was kind of following in the, the footsteps of, uh, of those bands, mm-hmm. Slayer had played the Bay Area a couple times. Th- they already had their first record out,
2: mm-hmm.
4: so 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 Testament had started in the wake of those bands. But one mm-hmm. really great thing about um, the film and Adam, you know, taking up the the cause and flying mm-hmm. the flag is that you know these the Big Four isn't really representative of the Bay Area in some ways. I mean, mm-hmm. Metallica ended up based there, but it was really a guy from Denmark and a guy from Southern California. true. Sure. Right? Yeah. And they're, they're still the nucleus of the band. And they, uh, they relocated where these other musicians were and where the scene was. Yeah. Um, Slayer, this is Southern California, they certainly um, got their start by coming up to the San Francisco Bay Area. And that, that kind of fueled up their rise. Um, Megadeth, Southern California. Anthrax, New York
2: yeah
4: right so it's you know it's really nice that the spotlight is being shined on you know kind of the scene that really helped not only really helped all those other bands but all the bands that followed that aren't necessarily as as well known as the, mm-hmm. those bands especially alex, the, the big one of the big four metallica
0: alex i got two questions for you one you still have this beautiful long hair <laughs> have you have you ever thought about cutting it off <laughs> like oh, I, mean, I, I
4: I did. <laughs> you did? Yeah. I should I should dig up a, a photo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I went through a period uh like around um late nineties, early two thousands when I was I had to, a few years. I I moved to New York, uh went back to school, which made my parents happy. I got a degree from the new school. Um I I was mostly playing jazz guitar for a number of years, and I kind of looked like a jazz guitarist. I had <laughs> you know, short hair and. Uh, what level of
3: yeah, success just, were you at before you went back to school? What's that? What level of success were you at before you went back to school?
4: Oh, uh, you know, with a, I had left uh, Testament at the after five records, so. <laughs> yeah we'd done we done five records and then the nineties came along and i mean i i'd I'd, al- I'd been wanting to branch out anyway and uh explore, and just kind of be an all around musician yes i i do i'd always have my metal side, but i want to be able to play with piano players and horn players and you know any any type of singers any type of mu- musician i want you know, but um i i realized that uh yeah i needed i needed to be in in new york i needed to just big, make a, a fresh start, what's and it big, had been a few years since uh, I'd been touring.
0: What's the biggest uh, crowd you played in front of? Um, oh,
4: okay. oh uh, very, <laughs> very recently, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just did a um, over last summer, yeah. twenty nineteen. We did a festival in Poland. It's a three day festival, so they. Like they have a rock and roll day, yeah. And the rock and roll day also had prophets of rage, you know, with oh. Chuck D and Be Real, mm-hmm. yeah. um, a bunch of some bunch of European bands. But then uh, on the pop, I, I forget who they had on the pop, but it was like an A
0: list mm-hmm. pop Kelly like, Clarkson, like like Kelly Clarkson, <laughs> <laughs> Kelly Clarkson <every> night.
4: <laughs> No, it was like like I wasn't Billy <laughs> Eilish, but it was like that level but anyway this uh it's a free festival where people come and they make donations and it funds the healthcare system it's actually not kind of not not a bad idea and it's like a they do it they do this every year they've been doing it for like 30 years they did it in the wake of woodstock and it's it became it was like their woodstock it started in the early 70s how many people and almost half a million Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Hundreds!
0: Wait a minute! Wait a minute. You, yeah. I'm talking. How many did hundreds you? Hundreds perf- of thousands. How many did you perform in front of? I
4: hundreds of thou literally hundreds of thousands. I I don't know the exact number. Yeah.
0: You performed in front of hundreds of thousands of people at yeah. one time. Yeah. How do you? I mean, how do you? I mean, I mean they're I mean,
4: also not all. I'll be to be fair, they're not yeah. all paying attention because there's also like. Right, Carnival rides way in the back, and it goes on, you know, for a long time. And there's, there's other stuff going on, but yeah, I mean, it, it's like as far as the eye can see, it looks, you know, it looked like Woodstock. Basically. If I get 300 I just, people, in
0: Poland, if I get 300 people sold out show at Side Splitters, I feel like a god.
4: <laughs> <No>. <laughs>
0: never, mind, never mind hundreds of thousands, you know, I, because I, not I a, this is not our headlining
4: tour, by the way. This is like, an annual event. Now, but if you look up Poland rock festival, that's what it's called. And it's
0: I have, amazing. A, I have an ongoing dream that I have that I'm on stage with Metallica. The stage is a hundred feet tall and there's uh, a million people in the crowd and I'm on drums and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and the fucking, and I, I just, my only dreams I always stand up and the place goes fucking nuts Mm-hmm. I do this. And then I wake up and I look at my wife and I'm in the three-bedroom ranch in Westchester. I'm like, oh, all right, whatever.
3: However, you're the same height, you're the same height as Lars, so you can take that away. <laughs> not you don't
0: talk the same. No, not the same. Not the same weight. Definitely not the same weight. <laughs> yeah.
3: Alex, what, what, is the, what, what is the... It's amazing how you'll sell a bunch of records here, but then sell millions of records around the world. What's the furthest away spot that you're like holy shit how do they know even know who we are
4: <laughs> oh uh we just played uh also this is all pre- pretty recent but we just played in um in uh Do. really yeah very recently back uh right before the holidays oh. um yeah and that's it's not on the circuit it's kind of rare <laughs> for groups to play there uh, but we we got invited there and the uh the guys who invited us—they're young promoters. they are all—they're all, in a the band themselves, um, and they—they know how to do it. They—they're just—they're really competent. And these are sort of worldly uh, Nepalese guys. Uh, they live in London part of the time, and they just—they really want to. It's part of their mission. They want to put uh, Nepal on the map for concerts. <laughs> That's crazy. And they the, the, were determined to. So and, uh, a bunch of they had. Uh, they've been trying to get this festival together for a long time. Some friends of ours. I'm not going to name any. I'm not going to throw anybody under the bus. But friends, some friends of ours, other bands had dropped out, uh, and I think I think somebody might have dropped out at this one at the last minute. Mm-hmm. So we kind of came in, and they they already had the infrastructure, and they took great care of us. But it it was it was surreal. It was sort of a great place to visit.
3: I I always wonder that uh, these bands who. Are uh, you know they don't have, maybe have, don't have huge commercial success here because of the way the musicians and the way the music and record companies operate. But then when you go halfway around the world, and people love you. That's got to be a great feeling.
4: Yeah, things, things are very—it's very strange in the United States, and they've been that way for a long time. Yeah, it's, there's just I think there's there's just been more and more of a disconnect um, between the U.S. and um, international markets. Um, and a good example of that. Is the um festivals the the annual festival not just the, the one I mentioned, but like that's unusual, but a more typical festival might have anywhere from uh fifteen to fifty thousand people
2: yeah
4: right and every country has one, and they mm-hmm. they support rock, they have all kinds of heavy music, and you'll have you know european but Scandinavian black metal. Uh, on, on one stage you'll have Def Leopard on another stage you'll have a um, uh, blues band on a stage you'll have us on another stage and it's amazing I mean, the biggest of these festivals is uh, Wacken in Germany mm-hmm. and that's around 70,000 people it, it sells out instantly based on the name alone it's kind of like Coachella here, but much cooler music. That's
0: crazy. crazy. um, We have to uh, take a little break right now for our sponsor, Brooklinen, who is uh, the sponsor of the YKWD. Oh, boy. All right, here we go. Uh, Yeah, Brooklinen, I'm telling you right now, you make small changes in your life, Michael. I've made small changes. Uh, I've stopped eating sugar, dairy. It makes me a little healthier. Um, I've tried not to uh, yell at Mike as much. And you're doing uh, so good. Uh, not let's, not, let's not Did get he carried yell at you
5: today, Michael? Mike? No, oh, and he could have. I gave him a good oh. reason. Wow. And
0: I, and I, but he actually said, you know, yeah, this is what he said to me, which made me want to yell at him more. He goes, yelling isn't going to solve anything. It made me want to fucking fly to San Antonio <laughs> and <laughs> hit him with a wet Brooklyn towel. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, Brooklinen, uh, in life, making small changes to everyday life can lead to positive lifestyle changes. That's right. Towels turns a bathroom into a spa. Loungewear turns function into luxury. Bedding turns a bed into a retreat. You know Brooklinen as the internet's favorite sheets, but they're also home bedding, long, lounge wear, towels, and more. Over 5,000. Mike? 50,000. I'm sorry. 50,000. I've been with this company when they had 5,000, 10,000. Now it's 50,000 five star reviews and counting. All right. I love them. They're on my bed. They sent me a pair. I put them on. My wife bought another pair with my discount. Got what, another a pair b- of what? What do they look like? Pair of sheets. They I got sheets and a pillow. Is that how you call them sheets? A pair? A set? A set. Not a pair. A pair it was of a set. I got she a got set of sheets.
3: Nothing is better than a nice clean oh oh you get out of the shower, shave your butt, you get oh. off.
0: I got and we got the towels. When you get out of a shower and the towel is the right towel and it's soft and it's big, and then you get in your under your little loungewear and you get into your bed. There's nothing better in life. It makes you feel good. All right, it brought new life to my bed. Uh right, luxury products at low prices, all right. It is uh, a great gift. You want to give somebody something. You want to give them a great gift, give them a set of sheets. Give them some towels. Give them some loungewear. They're going to be like, oh, then all of a sudden they're going to use it and be like, thank you. Thank you for making my life better. Okay?
3: They should, should be the next gift that you send me.
0: Look, at Dave, I, I will. I'll send you a pair of these. How's that? Or I'll send you a towel.
3: Yeah, give me a, oh. How about a big I get, towel? I a big fat guy sized towel so it wraps around my whole body.
0: I know what size you have to get. <laughs>
1: <Thank> <laughs> I forced my boyfriend to go on brooklinen.com and buy a, a weighted comforter and sheets because he was sleeping with an open sleep ba- sleeping bag.
0: I'll tell you this. for you, dating a homeless guy? <laughs> That's ridiculous. <laughs> Fucking who is his boyfriend? I we haven't approved of this guy.
1: I, we're not. We're G- not no G- more.
0: Gabby loves homeless guys. Anyways... Uh, look, they've moved me on the bedroom to offer bathroom and life essentials, towels, super plush, ultra, uh, uh, um, uh, hamam. What is that? I don't even know. All <laughs> kinds of colors. A hamam.
1: A hamam.
3: I got a frizz dad and a hamam.
0: <laughs> uh, shower curtains, bath mats, robes, candles, all kinds of stuff. Ultra soft loungewear making you feel like you never left the bed.
3: We need to bring uh, the, robe, the robe back.
0: I, lo- I have a robe. I have a Red Sox, you know, like the jersey, the Red Sox jersey. Um, my agent has a robe company called Sport Robes. They make robes like the jerseys of your favorite team.
3: I also have a Matt Frost number 23 Yankees robe, but I don't want that sandpaper inside. I want a nice brookline robe. You give me the good stuff. Yes.
0: yeah. They got the- they got silky eye masks.
3: That's- I want to look... I want to lay there with cotton between my fingers and cucumbers on my eyes.
0: You can literally go to you go to Brooklyn right now if you get a new apartment or house and you could get art, uh, furniture, everything from them right now. Okay. The, the 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 final little detail, they make up the the big upgrades in your life. And that's what these things do. Brooklyn dot com is the perfect place to start, making small changes, little changes, towels, bedding, all kinds of stuff that makes the biggest difference. Brooklyn's ready. Is you're sleeping so- big. So confident in their products that all the sheets, comforters, loungewear, and towels come with a lifetime warranty. Go on, make yourself comfortable, get 10% off your first order, free shipping when you use promo code WHATDUDE only at brooklinen.com. That's brooklinen.com, promo code WHATDUDE. And hey, New Yorkers, if you're listening out there, and I know i got a lot of fans in New York, you can get the Internet's favorite sheets, okay, right now and more in real life, visit com First store, uh, a brick and mortar in Brooklyn. Why wouldn't it be anywhere else? Let's if it was in Queens or Jersey. Brooklyn, Brooklynin store at 127 Kent Ave in Williamsburg. Brooklyn, everything you need in, uh, to live your most comfortable life. There you go. And, yeah, there you go. We love brooklynin So thank you for sponsoring the YKWD. Um, I, uh, it's uh, how do you feel like now with uh, are the young kids coming up? Are they into metal? Are you getting a, a new uh, fan base, or is it you know, when you go to a Billy Joel concert, it's just people with gray beards and <laughs> fat chicks with saggy tits dancing in the aisles because <laughs> kept the same fan base, you know what I mean? We get some of those too. Yeah. We it have it is weird to me to see metal, we have crowds. Some When you see metal crowds and you see these fucking old, old fucking dudes and old chicks in the front row, you know? But uh, no, it's, it's more
4: young, younger people. I mean, it's interesting because the whole, uh, the whole genre was dismissed for a long time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The nineties came along and then uh, the whole focus was on like minimalist bands and sensitive singer songwriters and from you know, grunge, even though grunge even ha- has, you know, some elements of heavy metal. Uh it it kind of it was pushed aside. But then since then, you know, since the two thousands and the twenty tens, um just you know, the the rise of the internet, um uh, kids are they're not as dependent on say M T V or yeah. Uh, yeah. um you know the the the, the networks or Radio stations, so they're everybody's online, and they're discover a lot more are discovering this for themselves, and so the crowds now. I mean, the demographic is very similar to when we first started. Like now what about the, 80, the chicks? 30,
0: what about the girl? Back in the day, now this is the one thing. Like you know, Bon Jovi. No offense, you know, Gabby. I Paul, but those bands, crew, Jovi. You know, all the even Zeppelin. It was about all these chicks and all the getting laid and having parties. But metal, it seemed like it was fucking crazy. Like you went back to some house that was about to fall down and spit in each other's face and then drank and got shit faced and beat the shit out of each other and and then threw a fucking microwave out the window. I mean, like you don't hear like, you know, there was three chicks and there was five dudes and there was a tranny. You don't hear those stories coming out of metal.
4: Yeah. The, the, the debauchery, you know, that kind of debauchery, the sort of sexualization of it, it was more glam metal yeah mm. hard mm. yeah you know rock um but yeah the i i think the metal scene, yeah, it was more about aggression, it was more about yeah just uh letting loose and uh mm-hmm. the intensity of it right um and then there was just yeah there was already so much of that, there was so much of you know the whole the you know the thing with the i mean now I got to say, now there there are there is more of a gender balanced audience. It's still, mm-hmm. you know, it's def- definitely not like a Bon Jovi concert, but uh, it's mm-hmm. not unusual to see group even like a group of females that go to the concert on their own. Yeah. Uh, you'll see a group of attractive females that that used to never happen. Right? Maybe somebody brought maybe one guy brought his sister or yeah, I, his girl.
0: I would still. Normal. I would still fuck every girl at a Bon Jovi concert. (laughs) But oh my god, there's nothing better than a middle-aged chick with freckles on her tits with a Bon Jovi shirt. Oh my god, Uh, just sun freckles from never putting sunblock on. Uh, It's the hottest thing ever. Listen. Yeah, now it's like the same chicks, but you know they're (laughs) yeah.
2: The freckles are are
4: at your
3: belly button. <laughs>
0: <laughs> now, you know, there is what I, we're talking about this, and I'm I watch the movie and the parallels, Adam, between comedy and and this yeah. metal, especially like in the music business. Yeah. It's weird because we have alternative comics, we have you know club comics, we have mm-hmm. you know the big famous comics, and Different it, it 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 it, it kind of like like the next thing like metal pushed out a lot of shit and became and then became something else and it's almost like alternative did that and became something else like when alternative comedy came on it was like we don't you know sell out we don't do this and half of those guys are doing animation voices
2: now you know what i mean well it's a great point see i i I was kind of exploring scenes, okay? So a lot of people have asked, like, how come this happened in the Bay Area? And I was like, well, it happened in the Bay Area because it keeps happening in the Bay Area. It happened... With the, the, the beat poets in the '50s, and it happened, of course, in the '60s with like the Grateful Dead, and, you know they've had continuous music scenes. But I always like a scene where a bunch of people get together, very talented people, and kind of support each other. So I mean, if, if you go from, you know, uh, Robert, you know, like the, the comedy seller or something, continually like as a group of comics that kind of just mints certain people who then go on, but it's, it's this sort of core group and it, and it keeps, you know, that's a place to keep shifting and and, and kind of new people come in and move on. You you know, obviously the best to the best play there. And so I, that's what I kind of felt was happening at the moment that I was looking at the Bay area scene. You know, there there was the, the, you know, the, the musicianship was they, they may not have been selling a ton of records, but the musicianship was was top notch. I just want to say I got great question uh, from Adam.
0: Yep. I got one. I got one <laughs> point. Great
3: you said you love Kelly Clarkson, uh, <laughs> <I>
0: got-
1: <laughs> Alex. You did you,
3: did you did you tour with uh, with TSO?
4: Uh, I did. Yes. Um, yeah. So, te- you know, so Testament has these two periods. These two main periods, even though it's right. been going the whole time. The the initial wave was. Um, until the early 90s, until until like 93. Mm -hmm. And then I had left, I moved to New York, and I was just doing my jazz guitar thing for a while. And then I came back uh, to Testament around 2006. Mm -hmm. But uh, a few years before that, I had started um, touring just during the holidays with the Trans-Siberian Orchestra, which suddenly became like the biggest concert concert the biggest holiday tour <laughs> and one of the top 10 grossing tours. It's unbelievable uh, around. And it, yeah, it's amazing. And in a way it, I think it kind of led, it certainly helped lead me back to Testament in a way, because, you know, i have been playing like little jazz clubs and coffee houses and, you know, I, I suddenly I'm, I'm, I'm sort of bad. I'm not only back playing like loud screaming guitar, but as that thing grew, yeah, you know, I'm playing on an arena stage. Yeah. And my whole attitude about performance changed. You know, mm-hmm. I kind of, I had this mindset. I just want to, I just care about the art. You know, I don't want to, you know, I I don't care about image. I don't care about, you know, anything else. It's just about about the music. But then I realized, you know, as CSO got bigger, uh, where I realized I have to reach the guy that's sitting in the back row in the bleachers at Nassau Coliseum. Yeah. I've gotta move around. I've gotta run. I've gotta move the- So I think I think people were, were shocked because I was always kind of shy. I was the kid, you know, with Testament mm. and kind of forcing myself to put on a performance. I came back and I was just like this mm. arena trained musician. <laughs>
3: <laughs> we for all that GSO stuff started here. I'm in Tampa with Sabotage and Paul O'Neill and those guys and you know, it, it, it's every year. It's it's some, and they they do so much for charity here. So we work a lot with them. But at the same time, it's us getting to go. And I mean, I'm, I've been there and seen. Uh, Joe Walsh was there last time I was there. I mean, the greatest. Yeah, he was musicians. a guest
4: when uh, when I was there. Yeah.
3: Yeah, so it's been I, like it, I, uh,
4: that. Was one of the best things about it too. We'd, there was this period. I don't I don't know if it's still going on, but we would have a special guest every yeah. year. And one year yeah. it was Joe Walsh. One year it was Roger Daltrey. One year it was Steven Tyler.
3: It's crazy. It was insane.
4: Yeah. Well,
3: I, I have to tell you, I watched this documentary about punk on uh, Netflix. And I'm not such a, a, a big punk guy. I mean, I like the, the Ramones, but I love to learn about shit. And that whole Definitely. scene and that whole culture is something that's so far removed from what I, what I am. I, I, think, I think that's what people need to understand about this documentary. You don't have to be uh, yeah. a metal fan, you don't have to love the bands yeah. and the music there's a whole subculture that you don't know exists that you want to know about. And oh, I, I, yeah, that's what, I it's great. yeah, it's great.
0: Yeah. It is a great documentary. And when, you know, um, you. I knew Adam, when you, you're going to be in it, when you were involved in it, I thought it was going to be, mm-hmm. I knew it was going to be good, but it really is for everybody. It really is that I, there's so much stuff I didn't know about yeah. metal and, and, and how it, you guys came up and it and the culture of it, and the fans. Yeah. And it kind of,
2: it made me understand it a little more, you know? Uh, yeah. And, I, it, I, 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 you know, I endeavored for that. I mean, I, I've always known, I'll get the metal fans. I mean, they, they're going to want to see this just because of the people who are in it. But yeah. there's actually a much richer story, and, and I really tried to make it so that somebody, if you're not a fan of this genre of music, that's fine. You'll be a fan of what these folks built, you know, just young people, just with all their uh, innate energy, just putting it together. And that, that was fun for me to explore. I, I enjoyed yeah. that. It
0: reminded me Those of the, the, the comic Standout. Remember with the Boston comedy scene? And exactly. when they were like, it, it, was, it was like a lot of people didn't know about it. They didn't understand that all Sweeney and Gavin and, 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 and Tony and Lenny yep. and Leary, they started this thing. It's like, "Look, right. we're going to do it, and, and, and it me very similar to that. that I, I it's not agree easy I, to do. I'm
4: sorry, to, but uh, I just as somebody who was there, mm-hmm. it really takes you back, and mm-hmm. everybody who's in the film or right. people who are, have seen the film, that aren't in it, they just feel like they're going back in time, which isn't easy to do. so.
2: Yeah. yeah, that was but, nice. I mean, Alex, Alex thought he was like, I learned things. And I'm like, well, that's kind of amazing. You <laughs> <laughs> like, could say like Ruthie's Inn is like the ding-ho in, in uh, Austin, yes. right? Yeah. <laughs> like that original, you know,
0: CBGBs
2: of comedy or something. You well, know, It's a
0: weird, it's a weird thing because, you know, doing comedy, there's these places like Catch Your Rising Star in Harvard Square. It's a fucking bookstore now. You right. know what I mean? And I, I actually went back and stood – where the stage was. And yeah. and I I was like uh I was like good. I'm glad it's a fucking bookstore because the guy never booked me. So I'm like ah <laughs> yeah, fucking club went down, <laughs> cocksucker. But uh <laughs> but uh it's I did this certain like Nick's comedy stop. I remember how it was, it's still there, but it's not what it was. And when you went back yeah. to Ruthie's, right,
2: it was, yes. What is, What is it now? It, it's, it, well, it's funny that at one time it was a bookstore after it being Ruthie's, but it's not even that anymore. It's just owned by, uh, there's a church nearby it. And, uh, they, they, uh, assuming that some people have said that they use it for uh, events and stuff, but we never could gain entry to the inside, but it's kind of amazing that, yeah, it's, it's just this kind of space, but somebody went back when it was a bookstore. And so they walked in and stood where the stage was and they tried to tell the the people there, Hey, this was this really important club and nobody cared. Nobody cared at all. It was just, you know, it's just this place. I'm just glad it wasn't torn down that I actually got to film in front of it. As most of these places are like, you know, ripped, down. I mean even even CBGB's is is yeah, you know same thing a score. in,
1: in New Jersey where everyone starts in Asbury, we have the stone pony obviously, but the fast yeah. lane was where everyone started and they tore it right. down and, and rebuilt wow, the wow. kind of cheesy venue. But yeah, it's the same thing where musicians will just pull up in front of the fast lane where it used to be and be like, Oh my God, I can't believe it's gone.
2: You know? Right, right. Yeah. It's like that. At one
4: point, Ruthie's was taken over by a guy he wanted to open a rhythm and blues club and mm-hmm. I thought it was gonna be the most awesome thing and I I don't know how I it was the weirdest thing. I don't I never even told you this, but he this guy, uh Richard Roundtree was his name. And he changed the sign. It was be called <laughs> Yeah, it was gonna be called Roundtrees. Awesome. And the guy Yeah and this guy is I don't know why he like honed in on me for some reason, but mm-hmm. I bumped into him i forget i was in a bookstore on the street or something it's like you musician i'm looking for musicians
2: <laughs> <laughs> you do look like a I'm musician I'm this mean, yeah he's, he's not wrong alex i mean he didn't ask the wrong yeah. dude but You're a musician? Yeah, and he starts telling me about this place he's
4: like he you know he just put a down payment on this oh, okay what the hell i'll go and
2: it's, it's Ruthie's. <laughs> <And he, laughs> oh, my God. How great would it be if it's actually Richard Roundtree who played Shaq? Yeah. <laughs> if it actually was him, that would be even better. It, it looked Al- like him.
4: It looked Alex, like Alex. And I guess he never – I don't know if he failed on making his down payment or it just never, never opened up. It's it a shame.
0: Well, Alex, I got to say I'm so happy when I – Saw you in the movie, and I, you know, of course, did a little research into photos of you. You, I was like, oh, this guy's gonna be a fucking mean guy. You look, <laughs> this guy's This guy might be a. I mean, you with the fucking beautiful X Men, you look like a superhero. <laughs> like a, you look like a villain. I was like, this guy's gonna fight. And I'm oh. like, you're such a sweet guy. <laughs> I didn't do that. People that yeah, People have no idea. I didn't even do this.
4: This happened. Stop actually. it. No way, yeah. how? In high school. Would you get hit by uh, a golf
0: ball? <laughs> is,
4: there's theories about it. Some people think it's a birthmark. Some people think I may have hit my head when I was a kid. Uh, Struck
0: I, by I, don't life. Know. I just
4: No, I'm, I'm yeah, telling you, Alex, it's, a friend it's, of it's mine. It's gray. It's gray hair. Yeah, yeah it's, it's rubbing off on gray, gray hair. And I remember <laughs> one came in when I was 15. I thought, oh, this is so weird. Uh, <laughs> I compared it to one of my dad's hair, one of the few hairs he had left and it was the same. I'm like, oh, that's strange. One gray hair, and then another one. I started plucking them out. The more I plucked them out, the more it came in. And then I, uh, finally, I just, I just gave up. I'm like, okay, this is. And now
0: everybody's like, oh, it's so cool. You're, you're like <laughs> robed from the yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, dude, my my mom's friend, mm-hmm. his wife <laughs> was uh, with her husband at a golf course, and she got fucking beamed by a golf ball. And it went right down her oh. head, and it all went gray right there. <laughs> wow, yeah. In the middle. And that's you might have uh, sometimes when you hit your head, but it, dude, if I had your hair, do you know? F- oh my god, oh yeah, you look like a
3: sexy vampire.
0: <laughs> oh, if I oh, a little chubby, a little chubby, I'd, I'd drag my wife right out of the house by her ankles. <laughs> You're you quarantining next door. <laughs> um well listen, man, I, I really appreciate you guys coming on the show. Um Thank you. Great to be on. Thank you. Yeah, Alex, uh really great talking with you, man. And and Adam, uh the film was amazing. You gotta go check it out. Murder in the front row. Yeah, hold it up. We got the website here too. Uh Mike's gonna bring up the website. What a great wow, there you go. Where are we at
2: here? Yeah. So we got a uh, we did we did the DVD as a collectible old school style. Anybody out there who remembers their old gatefold uh, records and everything? We, wow, we look it looks so cool.
3: Yeah, yeah. So. is it hard to get all the clearance for all the music?
2: Um. Yeah, that's no. That's uh, that's definitely something. Uh yeah. You know, uh, you know, Mike. That was definitely like a bit of something, but luckily, you know. Everybody was kind of into the movie. I mean, we definitely paid for, for usage, as we should, but people were really cool about it, and, um, and that was, you know, it's just something you have to do. It's funny. It's like there's not as much music in it as you think. It's not a performance movie. Right. It's much more, you know, people telling their stories, and I think, you know, and for that we had these wonderful photos by Brian and Harold and a few other people, and so there was really, you know, we leaned more heavily on that. Yeah, yeah, just the, the club photos are fucking great. I mean, just how, how
0: small these joints were, right. how small the stage was, and you guys are fucking right on top of each other, right. playing this cr- fucking crazy, loud, holy shit music in that right, little yeah. tiny place. must have been a, an amazing I'll, experiment.
4: We didn't even think about any significance. You know, people are going to be talking about this decades <laughs> from now. Yeah, yeah. You, know, you, you
0: had no idea. It was just like we were just in the moment. Well, that's why I tell young comics. It's like, you know, how, you, uh, how do you make it? How do you? You don't. You don't right. try to make it. You just fucking do it. Do it. You, yeah. I, I totally,
2: right. I totally agree. It's like when people like like about the Beastie Boys. Oh, it was so. We were just trying to get the thing done. I mean, it was no. We didn't think it would be anything. It was just like try and give them a music video, and you know spend a few dollars that Rick Rubin gave us and that's it. You know, it's like, go do it. So it, it is, it, you know, it's, it's like Alex is saying, and like, you know, you just, you just go do it and, and don't think about it. And if yeah. something happens, great, but you got to just keep at it. Right. Yeah.
0: I gotta, I gotta, exactly. uh, mushy mushy Mike. We don't mean murdering hookers. <laughs> <laughs> right. Before you get all fucking carried away with the pep talk. Uh, um, I right, Well, listen, man. Thank you for coming on. And uh, uh much love on the movie. I
2: loved it. Thank you. Uh yeah. all you guys should go check it out. The website again. What's the website again? Um it's just the abbreviation uh mitfr.com and get all the information about it. It the movie will be out on April 24th everywhere. Digital download, the collectible DVD, streaming for rental, everything. Great. And
0: it, it's so perfect right now for everybody in quarantine. Yeah, right. This is exactly the type of fucking movie I like to watch. You know,
3: watched a three-hour Barry Gordy Motown thing that I never thought I'd want to watch, and it was fucking fantastic. So
2: (laughs)
0: give it
4: a shot. (laughs) There you go. Love (laughs) Motown. I
0: watched. I watched a guy somewhere uh, fucking uh, collect giant crabs for two hours last night in bed. (laughs) I was fucking fascinating. <laughs> there you go. That's uh, exciting. It was kind of exciting. Alex, man, I hope to catch you sometime. And, uh, and I'm so glad. Yeah, if, were- this ever, if this ever ends, you know, <laughs> and we
4: start yeah, doing yeah. concerts again, please yeah, come, I yeah. guess.
2: Uh, yeah. Alex, new record out, New Testament record out a, little, a week ago. It just yeah, came out. Yeah, yeah, what's what's the week name week of the ago. album, man? The name of the album is Titan, Titans of Creation. Love it.
0: Titans of Creation. That's why I love metal. They get to fucking name their albums, the shit.
1: Just like iconic,
0: yeah. Yeah. Like, a, like, you, a, like you do the same. I mean, nobody's stopping. No, me. I couldn't do it. I think Dane Cook cornered the market on that. Yeah. Name your album
3: awful. Titan of anything. I would die. I
0: <laughs> Titans. No, I could name it Titans of Jeans. <laughs> all right guys thank you so much man we'll thank see you guys uh i'll thank see you guys. soon adam tell rocky i said hi I, i'll uh, do it thank good you good everybody good meet you guys you really go. fun yeah. guys thanks bye, so much. Thank bye. Guys. bye. bye <laughs> awesome. that was great man that was great um yeah no problem man Don't um
2: okay great all right yep yeah, yeah rocky says hi and and thank you so much uh, you guys are the best it's really oh rocky's gonna Oh, you yes, should man. hook
0: up with Mike too. I'm gonna give you Mike's uh, info so you, hi Rocky, so you guys can get on uh, Mike's show. Uh, yeah, you know,
2: great. I'm serious about that. Mike, just just uh, you know, just send me the uh, the request, and I'm happy to do it. He's very cool. too. He obviously, know your music yeah. and and enjoy it, and that'd be fun to talk about. All right, cool. man. All right, Thank I'll see you guys, guys you later. You guys hang you up. We're Everybody gonna wrap things says. up. Okay. Take
0: care, man. We're out. Thank you so much. Bye. Take care, brother. Um, all right, that was great, man. That was awesome. That was great. Yeah, they, they I mean there is something about metal, especially now.
1: It's cool. It's just the top the t- it's the coolest in my opinion. Cause they're just fucking insane. I was watching all these Metallica videos today of them in the eighties and like Russia just like disgusting and dirty with long hair, just like wow, they're fucking the coolest psychopaths on stage. If you, you look
0: know? if you look at Bon Jovi when they came out, I would fuck I'd fuck all five of them. Ew.
3: I wouldn't fuck Tico.
0: Back in the day.
3: Yeah, he's like an old Puerto Rican grandmother. I right, maybe if, you're
0: right. Four of them, I'd fuck four of them. Um, yeah. But metal bands, I wouldn't fuck any of them. Metal bands,
1: just just like yeah. they had the handlebar. They were just like mean looking, you know.
3: Yeah. Like I could be a I could be a singer for uh, a metal band, but I couldn't be a singer for a hair band, even wow. if I had hair.
0: No, we met hair bands back, like even crew were fucking great looking. They were all good looking metal. They weren't, it wasn't about looks. It wasn't about fucking what you wore. It was, they went out and fucking probably no underwear. They're fucking ball smelled. They were, you know, spit on this. Sh- who gives a shit? Just go out and play that. It's the music. and the Do bands.
3: you know, I, I saw Bon Jovi put out some sort of long form video thing at some point And John, john was like i get up in the morning shave if i want to and i went i must have been like 18 at the time and i went that's what i want to do i want to be able to and i'm telling you now at 48 years old every morning i brush my teeth and i look and i go i don't want to and i think about that moment that's the that's a key of success for me i don't have to fucking shave if i don't want to. Mm.
1: yeah crazy I no, feel like
3: you guys did not grasp my moment. I don't think we did, but I. I don't I, I,
1: think we got it either. I, well, I, a, I, been, it's still kind of rolling through my head, and I'm like, no, I'm still not. What do you mean?
3: <laughs> I, <laughs> like, I, I don't have to answer to anybody. I'm my own guy. Now. If I don't want to fucking shave, right. I don't have to shave. <laughs> I will not I
0: open I'm so sorry, dude. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I look, I could have let it go after you guys both gave me a pitiful yeah. And uh but I kept oh going. Okay,
0: ready? Here we go. Where did I end off last
5: week? No, this is a brand new list, so you don't have to worry Oh my about
0: Lord, that. are you ready for this list, Michael? Oh my lord.
3: I'm gonna tell you okay. if I like them or not based on their name.
0: All right, I, I want so, you to start
5: go. from the top, not the bottom, though, please. Oh, why are you yelling? Back off! <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. This mic is more Oh, like sorry. Gabby, what uh, did, did you start from the different? top? What did, what did you do different? You did do
3: something different. Oh so your shit!
1: Ass? My hair's down.
3: Yeah, do more of that. Oh,
1: fucking <laughs> horn dog!
3: <laughs> no, I, I'm just saying. Oh,
0: uh, she called you a horn dog.
3: <laughs> yeah. It was coming from a place of beauty, not sexual deviation.
0: How can you look at the long fingers on her? How can you be attracted? Um, listen, here we go.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you do have some fucking ET fingers.
0: Look how long that says.
3: <laughs> you could reach your home planet with those.
0: Yeah, she get she get she get finger. Look like,
3: fuck. You look like Arsenio Hall, eighty-seven.
0: <laughs> <laughs> she could finger fuck a whale with those fingers. All right. Not that good. All right, whatever. Next nice talking to you. All right, here we go. Ready? Uh here. I want to thank these are all the Patreon members that just joined. I want to thank everybody who's a part of this fucking movement. Is that a call? Is it a movement, Mike? Was that too much?
3: We're a metal movement. We're a metal radio movement.
0: <laughs> um, all right, fucking YKWD. Wow. Uh, mad Craze, John Swaffle.
1: <laughs> no.
0: Yeah, Tristan Hemlick. That's it. Uh Demetrius Tisafafatianos. He's I not like one him.
3: of my listeners. Not one of my listeners.
0: Matthew <laughs> Matthew Crowley. <laughs> okay. Joe Gerard. No. Rob Mack. <laughs> Drew Niemiak. Love him. Justin Parrot. No. Tim ah. Mortaliaro. Love him.
3: Hey, how you doing?
0: Jeremy Shirley, Jessica Marie.
5: Why are you reading them like you got learning disabilities? All these names have too many consonants. It's not just Bobby.
0: No, <laughs> Every time me. you
1: get to this part, I worry about you. I worry about your health.
0: Johnny saying. Johnny T, Chris H, Daniel Gardos, Danny Gill, Wendy Lip, Melinda Cooper, David Kennedy, Joe Walsh, Joe Walsh. Billy
3: McGovern,
0: Matt Nias, Richie Andy. Moore, John, John, John Donovan, Neela, Gary Blankenship, Gary Blankenship, Looch, <laughs> uh, <Luch, laughs> Brad Mercer, Brian, Kathleen Bastian, Chad Placiasso. Chris, <laughs> Chris, what are you doing, Doc? should not be the one reading names. Why? Why should I not be the one reading the names?
3: But she doesn't want you to sound like a retard in front of your kid. She's
1: scared
0: that <laughs> that Max will watch this one day. Chad Plascencia. No, Chris, Chris no,
1: the- do that one again. Don't I don't
0: know. know. Chad Plascians. <laughs> <laughs> Chad, <laughs> Chad Plas. Don. How do you say this, Don? Don, Chad Play Play. As, yes. Just commit. Just play, I need you
1: yeah. to commit. Is what I need. <laughs>
0: What is Placence? that? Jad Placence.
3: Why was she so easy? Why was that so easy for her? Because
0: she, she went to
1: college. Train call.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Kristen Love, Randy Alvarado. Alvarado. How do you just
1: say it? it? I just need you to say it.
0: <laughs> Alvarado. 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 Oh, you're retarded.
1: Yeah,
0: it's bad. It's actually bad. All right. Okay. <laughs> Carrion Picciano. <Pichino. laughs> Carrion Piccino. What am I dying over here? Piccioni. <laughs> Angela Castenda. Castanza. huh? Castanza. can <laughs> you just check his forehead? Castaneda.
5: Castaneda. Castaneda.
0: Maximilian Zagara. <laughs> James Robbins. <laughs> Nate P. Arlen Miller. M- Michelle. How about Michael? Did you just Michael stutter on Michelle? Michael, Michael. You just stuttered <laughs> on the name Michelle. Michael. Michael Midha. Gick. Michael O'Smith. Oh, Michael, Michael <coughs> No. Is it a good gig? Yeah. Michael <laughs> Ah
2: Fuck
0: you. It's Goodgig. Joe Skiutio.
3: <laughs> like that key Hill dude. Skioto.
0: Skioto. Daniel Snoozy. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's it <laughs> Corey Tokar Alex C. Braley Rich Pierce Randy Hanna Andrew Compa Com Com Easy Ron Compa Compa Kristen and Monica oh, Weishofer Weishofer David Stell. Stout- Stetler, Daniel Telez, Jake Brewer, Nicholas Gunn, uh, Colette, La Nope. <laughs>
4: Our
3: Hawaiian listener.
0: What is it? LeBurno? Lemono, Victor Perez, Lydia, Danny Bitar, Jake Jack, Stacy, Austin Wright, Jim Myers, Sax Mar, Tonka, Malonka. <laughs> <laughs>
3: There's not a Tonka Malanka can, on there. You can, you can stop there. That was my wrestling name are in the 80s. you sure Tunk I can Lon- stop
0: yeah. there? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tonka Malanka. All right. Well, listen. Tonka
3: right. Malanka beat Macho Man Randy <laughs> Savage in 87 for the belt. Oh,
0: fucking <laughs> A. All right. Well, let me read this ad, right? Uh, Amazing. Go long. And we're back. Um, all right. Well, I mean, are we still recording video or just audio? can't uh, hear you, Mike.
5: Uh, your audio. That was all, all video and audio.
0: Well, that was fun. The names were fun. Uh, again, I want to thank everybody on... Uh, m- you want to see my gun rack?
1: Yeah. Are <laughs> you all- going to send me that knife? What knife? You said that you would get me a knife, the one that goes... You, oh, know the, that? Oh, the, the, the,
3: you just made a line. shadow rabbit. The
1: one that goes...
0: Uh, <laughs> you mean the out the front knife they call it like this otfs you want an otf yes why do you want an otf first of all i thought that they're illegal in new york you really can't have one
1: i i'm pretty sure that my boyfriend <laughs> sent you that information what yeah weren't you guys dming
0: your boyfriend
1: yeah dming me
0: yeah i think so what, whoa, what are you talking about? Well, this is- I'm not
1: gonna, I can't say
0: his instructions. I know you can't, but this is, dude, this is weird shit. What if, what if I trashed her? Her? You!
3: Not knowing it was her boyfriend?
0: Yeah.
1: What, are you just trashing me in your DMs? What, no, I'm not, of course not. I mean, not to you or to your me, boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> well, just, uh, is fine. You could trash <laughs> me again. Yeah, is this
5: please... still for the show or are we, are we done? <laughs>
0: The show,
1: Mike. You little, you little
3: chuckling fucking badger, you.
0: <laughs> Mike, we're still doing the show, Mike. Uh, you know when the show ends? You ended already earlier. That's what I was saying. No, this is not the end of the show. Okay. I was not ending the show then. You ended the show. <laughs> uh, you know when the show... Ask me when the show ends, Mike. When you say end the show. No, no, ask me. When do you, When do we end the show, Bob? When I end the show! Gotcha. Mike, <laughs> okay. ask me... Mike, Mike... Mike Calter, when does the show end?
3: I mean, when does the show end?
0: It ends when I end it. Mm. Gabby, what do you want? Uh.
1: <laughs> yes. What do you? Well, well oh, Bobby, Bobby. When? When does the show end?
0: How excited would I be if right behind her a guy with a mask just appeared?
3: What? <laughs> Let me see a picture of your boyfriend.
1: I can't do that on the show. Will well, you text, do you text me nom-
0: text me his Instagram please? I just
1: sent it to you on Instagram.
3: Is he famous? No. He's successful.
1: It- he's a successful tattoo artist. Okay. Is he? Yeah.
3: Oh. Do you have any tattoos? Do I? Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. On my arms.
3: Oh, oh. what is all that? I can't see. I'm an old man. I got What are they saying?
1: A words. That's his. that's a quote from my dad's musical. This says, King David I got in Israel as a joke. That's yep. a crystal ball. My dad said, uh, get him a tattoo in Israel, and I got King David.
3: <laughs> That's pretty funny. What does that say?
1: This uh, says, Chuja Vida I got on set of a movie in Ecuador. It means- You should sunlight. call it-
0: You should say, you should get a tattoo on one of those arms that says, wet noodle. <laughs> I'm so strong.
3: <laughs> yeah, I'll avoid it. Get some guys. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: You're as strong as the Queen of England. It's
1: <laughs> an old woman.
3: You just, just made my son spit water out of his mouth. Uh,
0: Mush, Mush is texting the hyenas right now. They won't get off. You guys you guys were right about them.
5: <laughs> well, no, it was Liz, actually. But...
0: What time's your show tonight? 8 30, right?
5: Yeah, yeah. She was going to text me the names. Okay. Who's on the show? Uh, John Fish, John Lasseter, a um, couple other people. Too many Johns.
0: I did text. I, I didn't know it was your boyfriend. This is fucking nuts. You and he, he said it was a, a felony. That knife that you want is a felony. Well. So you can't get. I can't get you one. I'll get it. I, I, no, you don't get it for her. I love her send father. Send it to me. Send it to me. I got it. Bubba, listen.
3: I love, my, look, I love her father more than you do. And he would want her to be protected. You're
0: fucking nuts. Listen to me. <laughs> Michael.
3: You, my love for her father goes back way longer than you even know.
0: No, that's not true. I've loved Monjovi f- since I, I saw them. That's not the same. And I love, I, I love,
3: you love it now.
0: She's a little runaway. Yeah, you I love it love that now. Song. No,
3: That's Dad, your Dad's best hair, by the way.
1: Ooh. Oh, I found the funniest photo of his hair today. It's some. He went through phases that were truly he went, disgusting. He didn't
3: have. He had a. He had to grow it out. He had no choice. You're dealt with what you're dealt. Oh yeah. Wow. That's straightening and.
0: That looks like a watch. chick I banged in Tampa.
3: Yeah. <laughs> How, would right. you
1: describe that as a, a kind of <laughs> Nancy Reagan type cut?
3: Uh, it looks more like Lion-O from the cartoon.
0: <laughs> Lion-O. what was that? What was this signal, Mike? What uh, was the Lion-O I don't, signal? I know. Was it? Didn't they have a thing? <laughs> Arr, something growl? Nothing, oh, Mike. All right, Mike wants out. Uh, Thundercats
5: um, ho! is what I thought you were on the other. Yes, Mike's that's card. it.
0: Thundercats ho! <laughs> all right. Well, hey, you come. are
5: you
3: are extra mushy, guy. huh? Are you high? And don't no. think we don't know you have that fucking beautiful face filter on. No, but this fucking <laughs> anime character with your big black eyes.
5: No, but this eye is like my eyelids swollen for some reason. Yeah, I know what the reason is.
0: Yeah, you, it's because you rub shit in it because you didn't have yeah. toilet paper. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Who do you live with, Gabby?
1: Someone just rang my buzzer. I live with my best friend, Zach Senor, comic. Is he funny? Very funny.
3: No, I was talking about Bobby.
1: Oh, Bobby does Listen, not know
0: who he is. Uh, first of all, nobody's funny until I say they're funny.
1: Am I funny? Answer you... quick, because that makes it seem like I'm not.
0: <laughs> yes, you're funny, but you've become funnier. When I first met you, I'm going to be honest, you uh, you were as funny as a baby falling out of a vagina on a highway. I was two years into comedy, not even. But now <laughs> now you're actually funny. And no, what made you funnier?
1: Uh, What?
0: Being around you? Is that what you're digging
3: no, for? No
0: no 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 no. no, 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 no. No, 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 no. Could it be? No, 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 no. no, no. Um, well, Mike's gotten funnier too. Mike, Mike, Jesus Christ. Mike was funny, but he was uh, appalling. <laughs> <laughs> Mike would say shit on stage, if it was like, what the fuck? <laughs> and then he is his, his uh, Mike has, there there is a problem with me. I'm always kind of on fire. Because you kind of always, you know, ah. But Mike is like, hey, how you doing? What's going on?
2: I'll fucking murder you, you
0: cunt. It, like, shoots oh. out like a cannon. Like a, like Godzilla flames. Oh! And
3: am I am driving to work this morning uh, at, like, 4.45. And I went to put on the news, and I accidentally stopped on the comedy channel. And you were on. Yeah. And I laughed out loud. Me? I almost texted you at 4.45 to be like, I just laughed out loud at you on the radio. <laughs>
0: Oh, I wish you did, because I was up staring at the ceiling worrying about my life. (laughs) (laughs) And if you did that, it would have helped me out. I was literally staring at the ceiling, please, God, please send help. Please,
2: uh, please let
0: us go back. <laughs> let us go back to where we were just a month ago. <laughs> please let me get the kids' tour. Let me get my shows back. Let me just have a. I just want to go back. I wanted to get that house. I wanted to get a Rolex. I wanted to fucking. <laughs> I'm gonna.
3: Uh, I got a Timex and some toilet paper for you. You'll be fine.
0: Uh, a Timex. I need, to fine. I need. I need paper towels.
3: I got paper towels. You I got that? everything.
0: You want to see my cabinet?
3: I want to see Dawn with that headband on. Look at that. That came out great. Mom
1: loves a headband.
3: I yeah. made that. That looks great. It looks like a fucking, like a Crown Royal storage.
0: Isn't it beautiful?
3: It's very nice.
0: I made Love that. It. That's where the gun went. Wait till you see the bookshelf I made, too. I really have some carpenter skills. <laughs> Um,
3: I wish you would teach me how to do carpentry. Like you've taught all these people how to be funny.
0: I,
5: uh, you want to do a better job than that. Well, that's for for both of us. Not just,
0: Oh, here it comes.
5: (laughs) No, I'm not making fun of Gabby. I'm saying you you want to be a better carpenter than we are funny.
3: Your girlfriend is a twat. I built this whole wall.
1: Don't send that.
0: I didn't. <laughs>
1: well send it. I don't care. That's how you know have his Instagram is because I've sent it to you. Remember? I know.
0: I know. Mike, what were you saying about you? you didn't I recovered all this wood from the beach,
3: and then I shaved each one of them down to a, the same size, hmm. and then I sanded them down, and I built this whole wall back
0: here. Mike, listen to me. What? Michael, you didn't recover shit from the beach. Oh,
3: I did. No, I you did.
0: wouldn't. Look, was, re- was, uh,
3: there was a wooden ship in Tampa. Uh, in the sixties that sunk and I sent divers down there to get that wood. I reclaimed it. Yeah. It, and it took me a couple of years, but I finally built that wall.
0: The only thing you reclaim is a donut that fell. All right. You're not no way. There's no way you did anything to that wall. Some poor a donut that fell. Some some poor little guy gave up and fucking put that up and you handed him a fucking five hundred bills and that's it. All right, you didn't hang the guitars up. You didn't fucking. This, you've I made this up. light
3: that's up there.
0: You didn't make that light. Somebody in China made that light.
3: Oh, that light was made for this office, as was this desk that I'm on. Yeah, Everything somebody for yeah. this room.
0: You did. I, you know, I did make my desk in my office. Out no, of, I did. I did. Out of, I did out of a bowling alley. I bought half a bowling alley, ten feet by twenty five inches, and I put uh, pipe legs on it. And I put molding on the front. I made this beautiful bowling alley desk.
3: You're very I have serious. skills. So why don't, you get a, why don't you make some stuff and get a little Pinterest or a little Etsy page or something?
0: I'm not getting yeah. a fuck. Do you understand? I had a tour a month ago.
3: Now you got Etsy. <laughs> you
0: got
1: something.
3: Let's call you Wood Wood Bobby. Bobby Wood. That's your name. Bobby Woods. <laughs>
0: I don't want a fucking
3: Etsy page. <laughs> make those little picnic tables for the squirrels so it looks like I, they're eating a picnic table.
0: Cute. Bobby that's cute. I, I hate the word Etsy.
3: <laughs> Bobby gave a little page, a little Etsy page, a little Pinterest, pin stuff up there. Let's get this going. Let's get your finances rolling. Again. No,
0: I'm not fucking becoming an Etsy carpenter. You're out of your fucking mind. First of all, there's too much competition. All right. I made a box Everybody with a skull on
3: it. A wooden tissue box made by a one-time famous comedian.
0: I'm going to show you. Can I? am going to show you the how awesome it is. You ready? <laughs> Look at <it>, now.
3: <laughs> it really is nice. My...
0: Look at
3: that. I mean, you
0: should
3: have the inside.
0: You got the gun down the bottom. I got the new holster. Look at that with the uh, shells up top. Yeah. Wow. Well,
3: how nice is that, huh? It's very nice. Isn't
0: that beautiful? What's on the... You what's the face? Lock thing? It. Oh. Now it's locked. Max can't get in it.
3: Where'd you get that cool gold skull? What's that? Where'd you get that gold skull?
0: I got that at Home Depot. It was a regular skull for a doorknob, and then I spray-painted it. The molding I got there, and I spray-painted in the lock. I bought that, too. That's a, a, I had to make that lock system.
3: Buddy, that's an that's a Etsy... That's you get three hundred bucks for that.
0: Three hundred fucking bucks! Are you out of your mind?
3: All right, I'm sorry, Anansi. You could probably try to <laughs>
0: That's a, I love it.
3: I think it's great. Mass produce them. Let's sell them. Bobby mad. decorative gun boxes. Uh-huh. Bobby Woods.
0: Bobby Woods. I, you know I gotta go. carpenter You should end this fucking show.
3: Your logo will be a plank of wood with big black glasses.
0: It matches my hat.
3: You should make a garden like your father had in ok- Okinawa.
0: <laughs> oh, go fuck yourself. Anyways, um, all right, let's get out of here. Mike, thanks so much. Gabby, what do you have? Uh, what's your, your stuff? your, your uh, want people to give you web, your uh, podcast. I have a
1: podcast called Unabashed Podcast, and we just launched a Patreon, which is patreon.com slash unabashed, and then every Thursday night I'm going – live on The Stand NYC, The Stand Comedy Club's Instagram at 8 p.m.
0: Mike, why don't you have Mike on? What? Why don't you have Mike on? Whatever you want. Wow. Well. What?
3: Get on it. All right. want to be on it? Oh, I thought you meant Mike the
0: comedian.
1: Which Mike are you talking? Mush face. Mush? Either one.
0: Okay. Oh, my God. Uncomfortable. I love it. I'll uncover. Why you,
1: is you, it uncomfortable? You you force these situations. It's actually your fault.
0: I'm trying to help people out. I'm trying to <laughs> you're make. Not it. you're not. I made a connection and you froze up like I. Hey, why are you gonna make out with your dad? I mean, I I mean you what? Uh.
1: I said yes.
5: Yes. When well, we all thought you meant Calta because their guests are supposed to bring people to the Instagram. You're <laughs> so. the comedian. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm just handsome.
0: Yeah, that's
5: something.
1: You're you're stirring the pot.
0: I, I didn't. First of all, I love stirring pots.
3: You're saying Mike is not a big enough name to be on the show. I'm saying I'm not a big enough name to be on the show.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a big enough name to even be doing it. So. By the
3: way, you have COVID, don't you? You cough. You've been coughing for like a half hour.
0: Yeah, you got this. You got it, don't you, Mike? Oh no, I have asthma though.
3: Oh my God, oh, Jesus!
0: All right. Um, Mike, so you got your podcast, you get your other thing. Mike, what do you have? At Mike V. Suarez
5: on Instagram. Well, Calter didn't do it this time. I so. followed him. <laughs> I got, I'm so used to you interrupting me when I say it. I, I was, At Mike anyway. V. Suarez. Yeah. And yeah, that's it right now. You and Mike are Facebook friends now.
0: Aw. Uh. Cool. <laughs> that's it. That's yes, all. I I got. <laughs> <laughs> Gabby, why don't you say something for once? I
1: say something all the time.
0: Yeah, yeah but nobody, nobody listens. Say something. It's you. <sighs> you and hey, Gabby. You end the show.
1: Okay, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Patreon.com slash Robert Kelly. Follow oh. everyone on Instagram. Watch the movie. Don't oh. me, okay? You know what? I, you know what? I don't need
0: this. This is what you, This is what this, I give you this shot, and you literally turn into a QVC twat. You said that you told me to end the show. <laughs> uh, guys, let me tell you something of this watch. These watches, uh, we got 50 left.
1: The
3: hair was flying everywhere. Oh, my
0: God. I thought it was going good. Your college pu- you, public, public speaking course kicked in, guys. I was hey bored.
5: that. Let me try it in that that way, Bobby. All right, go ahead. In, the oh. way, in, in what you what you're doing, guys? You want to check out? Call and Kelly n- live nightly. First of, of all, Kelly.com. it's Calta, Calta like California Sorry, yeah. every day here yeah. tap
1: me back in Tommy, back in you're going to want to check out Calton Kelly every single night uh, and the- up.
0: look at the camera not at yourself you fucking I idiot. look amazing <laughs> <laughs> Mike c- I mean look at the camera hey what's up guys can I, can I try it I'm a professional right. yeah, go not. go <clears throat> I look at the camera <laughs> 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 See you guys tomorrow night. Take care. End it.
2: This podcast does.
0: Is there any better show?